Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Music in My Life with me, Laura Wright. It's the show where we talk about the music we love so much, our relationship with that music and the role it plays in our life. What is it about music that taps into our emotions and why does it make us feel a certain way? Today's guest is none other than Roxy Nafisi. Now, Roxy is an emotional health advisor. She's also a writer. She's a qualified yoga teacher, which I have to say is no mean feat with the amount of hours I've heard that you have to practice in order to become a yoga teacher. She is also, how cool is this, an ambassador for the Mental Health Foundation. She is a self-love activist and she literally loves helping person after person on Instagram and social media. She has a huge commitment to transforming the lives of people who are suffering with emotional and mental health issues. So basically, she is your knight in shining armour. Welcome to the podcast, Roxy. I mean, just amazing to hear about what you do as a career and the fact that in a time that we're living in as as of now, I mean, how integral your work is. How how are you doing, first of all, and how are you finding your, your diary must be so, so busy at the moment? Thank you so much. Such a lovely introduction. Um, yeah, which you know what, last year, um, obviously because people were more in need, I think, and there was so much more time for self-reflection and self-development and growth, um, I literally didn't take a day off for a year. So by Christmas, I was like so, so burnt out. Um, but obviously, so I so fortunate to be able to work in this time. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, like many of you, just getting on with it now. What can you do? Just think we've got so used to this, so used to this new um, way of living. But I find that like being able to connect with people online, I do my workshops online every month on Zoom and connecting with people on Instagram and doing my one-to-ones on Zoom. You know, it is amazing the internet has kept us all so connected. Although I am definitely addicted to my phone now. I need I need some time away from it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I agree with you so much. It's like as if we weren't addicted enough before. Now it's our only kind of point of contact with the outside world. And it's become just an extension of my arm, it seems, my phone now. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> about connecting with people that you work with um, whether it's online tutorials or workshops or one-to-ones and that's something that I myself as a singer have kind of gotten into over the last 12 to 18 months as well and I wonder whether you could kind of tell people what it's like because it's 
I think it's quite tricky to connect in some ways, but it's also incredibly intimate in that space that you have in that moment. Um, how have you found it connecting with people, you know, online and, and making the most out of that situation? I kind of love it. So with my with the online workshops, I mean, there's about 500 people. So it's quite they're quite big. Um, but everybody it's all weird. It's all audio only. So everybody's on mute initially and then I kind of um, do the workshop. But then I invite, I unmute people and bring them on to kind of share. And then everybody's in the chat box, like supporting them and then um, encouraging each other. And I think because people are behind a screen, actually they feel more comfortable being open, being vulnerable, and that creates a deeper connection. Um, and you know from the last one I think there's now they the girls started a whatsapp group there's like 50 of them on there and they've all formed this like amazing bond from it um where they just send each other like motivational quotes or lift each other up or share their successes so it's really amazing so I, I feel quite comfortable connecting online because I think I've got used to it and I think that it does encourage a different type of openness um and I think I'm also like, a, I'm a real introvert. So I just love being um, in my own space. But I am really looking forward to being able to connect um, in real life. Or IR, IRL, is that the abbreviation people use now? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I only just learned it. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I know, I'm not even going to go there. I'm just definitely not cool. I've turned 30 and I'm just going to use, you know, full, full on English language now. <laughs> But I, mean, I think you know it's so clear that this this past year like mental health is a massively it's a top priority isn't it and I think you I know you talk about kind of having a bit of a toolbox that you can rely on of things but do you have you what have you found that has come through for most people in these workshops is there sort of one you know one big factor that's come across as something that's been really integral that is missing from people's lives or is it something that you know every person's individual because I can imagine with 500 people that's quite a lot on you I'm not surprised you needed a break come Christmas yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Everybody does need something different. I think it's because everybody's at such a different stage of self-development. So for some people, they might just have started journaling and they're like, this is feels really good for me. I feel like I can articulate how I'm feeling better. For other people, it's understanding how to reframe their thinking. For others, it's just taking responsibility for your life and simply just going actually I have the power to make change um and then of course there's meditation manifesting um using exercise and um eating in a nutritious way you know there's so many different elements in the kind of self-development toolbox and there's some people will incorporate lots of them and some will start with one or the other I think for now it's funny because I, I, you know, even though my job is to help people, I still have to remind myself to do it for myself. And I think the one thing I've noticed is that when we're living in one space, we're working, uh, having downtime, working out, having family time, all in the same space. So I think our minds are increasingly cluttered because we can't compartmentalize anything, even if we try. So, um, I think it's more important than ever to have a 
practice of meditation, of stillness, of putting your phone down, disconnecting. And it's things people say all the time and we forget. And I've definitely let my meditation practice slip. And then I did one last night and my mind was racing. Like I could not get in the zone. And that was a real alarm bells to me to go, okay, you need to do more of this. You need to calm down, get still, create some space, you know, for creativity, for self-love to to um you know come into fruition definitely and I it's it's fascinating honestly I really do find it all absolutely fascinating and I agree with you that fundamentally I know everyone I've spoken to just wants to longs to have that change of scenery and that change of scenario and also I think the ability to plan at the moment has been taken away from us and that's really really tough um but tell people who are who are listening who might not know about your own journey like what how you came to be you know what inspired you to choose this particular career path well I, I studied psychology at university so I was, and, and and back then I had thought oh maybe I want to be a therapist but then I kind of just got pulled into this hedonistic lifestyle um, of drugs and alcohol and hedonism and uh, I was trying to get in this kind of scene that I thought was cool and I was just deeply deeply unhappy deeply troubled I hadn't healed any of my own pain I was just trying to escape from it constantly and I hit many rock bottoms uh, there wasn't just one there were quite a few along the way and then I sort of had I picked up this book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers which basically kind of said to me stop being the victim take responsibility for your life and from there began my sort of journey um but I mean up until that point I had already been writing I'd always written about mental health um and wellness so uh I just started to really develop it more and then I went and did my yoga teacher training in Thailand for a month and then I came back and hit another rock bottom and then I discovered manifesting and then from there it was kind of just like my world sort of blew up I fell pregnant three months later I had a baby a year to the day after listening to that podcast. I my career exploded. So and, and it was all because I learned to manifest. So anyway, uh, so that's basically it in a very short space of time. Yeah, story time with Roxy in a short, <laughs> in a shortened version. But I think it's really nice when you say you know you hit many rock bottoms. I think we all expect there to be this one moment of enlightenment and then everything changes from that very second. And it's just not not quite that way sometimes and of course for some people it is but I think it's really nice to hear you know your story for people as well especially at the moment um so thank you for sharing that it's really lovely let's um let's get into your song choices so we're going to start with a song about a love now this could be about a good relationship it could be about a breakup it could be about family love friend love you know whatever but tell me why this song downtown for you is a song about a love so it's so funny because when I was choosing this song, I played it yesterday and I felt really emotional as soon as it came on. Um, so when I first met Wade, who I'm no longer with, but is the father of my child, Wolf, um, he kind of played me this song and it, I guess it kind of became our song. And we weren't together. I had only known him three months before I got pregnant. And so we just kind of had this really fun summer and are you know just absolutely so in love um and not expecting to 
get pregnant. So we were just, you know, just, you know, that new love kind of feeling. Um, and that was, I guess, such a pivotal moment in my life because it was the last, was my last moments before becoming a mother, because really, as soon as you're pregnant, you, you are a mother. Um, I have a very strong connection to it. And uh, that was just, it was the summer that really changed my life. And I still love Wade very much. Um, you know, he will always be my family. And I think this is just such a significant time of our last days of our youth in, in, in some ways, you know what I mean? Before we had responsibility. Definitely. I couldn't agree with you more. My daughter's uh, 14 months old and oh. my, my husband shared a picture with me today that was of us like a few years ago. And he was like, look, when we were young, carefree and just not tired all the time. <laughs> And I know sometimes like sometimes there's um, a negative association with how your life changes once you've had a child, but it, it's not, it's just so different and it's such yeah. a fast change in your life and it's incredible, you know, and, and it is life changing as people say, but like you say, that doesn't mean you can't, I think, hark back or long for those days before where, you know, it was a very different life. And, and I think it is nice to reminisce about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I don't know, I just, it's actually so nice to remember. I'm really smiling now just thinking about the song. And I remember I made this like compilation video for Wade with the, for his birthday, which was in August with this song playing. And I don't, I mean, I'm not a very romantic person, so that was pretty romantic. <laughs> that's like, that's like 10 out of 10 romantic. Yeah, I shocked myself. <laughs> I love that. Nothing beats a mixtape in my mind, I have to say. <laughs> I don't have tapes anymore, but there we go. Um, let's um let's have a little listen to some of Downtown by Magical Cat. Nothing you see will ever be wrong. Cause it just feels good being in your arms And I'm running So good. Oh my god, I'm back. <laughs> oh, you're okay. You're getting... Yeah, that's so weird. Oh, Moxie. <laughs> it is a beautiful piece of music and it's, you know, the, the kind of instrumentation in this is really warm and really comforting and I think you know when I I didn't know this song and it's such a beautiful piece and the video is so simple as well and it must it must bring back a lot of memories especially like you say being a mum and or before you became a mum and that's such a big change in your life yeah sorry I did not expect that but yes <laughs> it's it's a very beautiful song yeah so if you haven't heard it listen to it don't cry yeah, but... <laughs> no you have full permission to cry we all need to cry no it's true <laughs> <laughs> it's healthy it's healthy um yeah gorgeous gorgeous piece of music absolutely and I have you seen the video to this no I actually haven't so it's like this guy he's just standing there it's black and white like it's really kind of very relaxing very chilled and I don't know there's something about it that it's almost like it could have just been filmed on someone's phone and it's you know how nowadays all of the videos that we have (laughs) is like there's millions of pounds spent on them this is just this guy singing and you know it almost I think lifts the song up even more oh I'm gonna watch it 
yeah definitely it's just just to reminisce for you as well must be really really special do you listen to that song in headphones normally or out loud on a speaker no out loud and do you know what I honestly I haven't listened to it for so long which is why I think I'm so emotional you know I think when you overplay something it's like you just become like desensitized to it whereas this I haven't desensitized to I never overplayed it <laughs> so I can still enjoy it to the fullest and do you I mean it's it's interesting you say that because yeah music has that power to take us back to like one or, or a very specific time or memory or place and I wonder do you use music when you're manifesting or, or in your workshops at all um, yeah, so I use them in my workshop. I have this one song that I always play, which is um, by Jai Wolf, Indian Summer. And it's a really uplifting piece of music. It's kind of got this like Indian background, like melody, which is just like really beautiful. Um, but it's it's kind of meditative and uplifting at the same time. So I find it really powerful if I'm doing a little like visualization or something that's meant to really motivate um, and uplift and people are always going what's that song called it's a really yeah. good one <laughs> there's so many when I used to hate that if I went and did like um I remember I used to do a bit of yoga and they placed me I go what is that but you can't ask at the time so it'd be really to break the sort of mood of the room we're like sorry could you just can I just shazam that please really <laughs> <laughs> um, let's uh let's talk about a song from your childhood so this is a Beatles track I mean released 1967 and uh, just a great piece of music tell me about All You Need Is Love and, and what it what memories it brings back to you um so growing up um my dad was a massive Beatles fan my dad was born in I mean, he's 75 now. So the Beatles were kind of his heyday. When he was in uni, he was listening to the Beatles and, you know, living that kind of hippie life. Um, so when we were growing up, every day he would drive us to school and he would always play the Beatles. And my dad worked a lot, so we did. we weren't particularly close growing up. Um, so it was a really special bonding time for us when he would drive us to school. And... I kind of my happiest memories of my dad are him singing the Beatles. So his favorite was um, Yesterday, but I felt like it was a bit too, um, it wasn't uplifting enough for this <laughs> to like celebrate childhood. Um, but it's a great song. Um, I used to actually have the lyrics printed out in, um, in my room. Um, but he used to love singing that. And um, yeah, I just really... It just, I mean, I I loved all the Beatles songs, but All You Need Is Love is one of my favourites. Um, I think it's, I mean, who who doesn't love it is the question. <laughs> I agree. I mean, there's no reason not to love it. And I think I was reading up about this as well, which I find so interesting. I didn't know that this particular song was our, or Britain's contribution to something called Our World, which was the first live global television link. So literally like films at EMI Studios um, in London, but the programme was broadcast via satellite and seen by over 400 million people in 25 countries. And it was the the first time that that had happened globally. And no had, way. Yeah, I know. And I, I had no idea. And I was like, that's incredible. And that's why uh, John Lennon's lyrics were so simple as well. That's why he wrote, all you need is love, all you need is love, because he was like, it's going to the world. This has to be, and like you say, you know, obviously related to, like you were saying about your dad, like that summer 
summer of love and the utopian idea and all that kind of stuff. But I had no idea that actually it was played, you know, globally for the first time. How cool that's is that? That's so cool. I love that. So kind of momentous. Exactly. And I love that also your dad was singing it at the top of his voice in the car as well. <laughs> I know. And we are not a family of people that can sing. That was my next question. I was like, is he known for his vocal ability? We are Passion. tone deaf. <laughs> Every single one of us. Like, I genuinely, I'm not exaggerating. You've had never heard a less musically talented or able group of people ever. <laughs> ever you're really it's, putting it's, yourself down there no, no, it's atrocious it's so, i mean did we do this my um sis for my birthday my sister made me this compilation video she's she really goes to an effort of making everyone's birthdays very special and she rewrote the songs to george ezra's budapest but for my 30th and she got oh, everyone goodness. in the family to sing including all my nieces and nephews and i'm the youngest of four siblings so that and my mother dad so there was lots of different people in this video it was appalling. The vo- the vocals. <laughs> but it made it even yeah. more special. <laughs> I have to say that's so far. I'm I'm the youngest of four siblings as well. I have three older brothers, but my family like literally love, love singing. And- oh my god, I like the Brady Bunch. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly quite embarrassing in the other ones. It's like, why are you all trying to harmonize with each other? <laughs> very, very arrogant trying to do that. Um <laughs> Yeah, so it's kind of awkward in the other way, I guess. But I love that. <laughs> um, let's let's have a little listen to some of uh, "All You Need Is Love" by the Beatles. good so sad. don't you feel like it's so right for the world right now I, I feel like everybody needs to listen to it as a I feel you know we have become I think in many ways so much more bonded um and so much more connected in this kind of experience that we are all in together globally so I feel like that song could unite us again <laughs> we need another our world like they did oh we my need, god yes you know it's that's what we need like live aid or you know those kind of momentous occasions where yeah there was just music brought everyone together and I agree with you completely actually as well because you think about um Captain Tom Moore and and you know the the sadness you could just feel around just everywhere when he passed away and just that feeling of you know someone who let's face it had an epic last year of his life and the legacy and the memories and how proud his family must be but also the fact that we all genuinely I felt genuinely sad and upset by someone who you'd never met and didn't know but felt their repercussions and I agree with you I think it we do all feel I've certainly feel closer to you know to the strangers who I don't know than I did a year ago and I don't know why that well, I, of course, we do know why it is, but it's hard to explain, I think, in words. You're probably far better at that than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you've put it perfectly. And I think, you know, you're so right. That That's such a perfect example of that. Such a great song as well. What a great, great choice to listen to today. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, it's Ben Bidwell here, otherwise known as The Naked Professor. I'm popping up to say the brand new series of The Naked Professor's podcast is now live. We're all about having deep and vulnerable discussions about what's really going on and how people are really feeling and dealing with the challenges in their lives. Each episode features a roundtable of incredible guests. You can expect to hear things like this. You know, the father I was a year ago is different to the father I am now. Past months have been more up and down than I've ever experienced. My stress levels have been elevated since the show came out. I've been working really hard to try and hold the good and the bad in my life at the moment. These conversations are more important now than ever before. So if you want to tune in, and subscribe to the Naked Professors podcast wherever you found this one. Let's let's talk about your song for a tough time. So yeah, going through a tough time, something that helped you through a really shitty moment in life, or something that maybe lifted you up out of a of something that was happening. And you've chosen. I adore Ludovico Einaudi. I adore his piano music, his compositions, and this song is. I mean, I'm really interested to know why this song means so much to you. So you you tell me. Um, when I, it was actually not long ago. It was at the end of last year when I was going through this quite severe burnout and uh, my anxiety had been getting worse and worse. And uh, Wade said to me, you know, you should listen to Ludovico Iannaudi, who, by the way, it took me about two weeks to be able to say the name. Yeah. Um, I was like, what's that? What's the name of that guy again? <laughs> anyway, um, so he was, you should listen. So I got in the bath. I 
put lit a candle and made it all dark and I played his album and we I started with this song and I just cried I cried and cried and cried and afterwards I got out of the bath and I lay on my bed and it was pitch black and I just let this album play from this song um and I just felt such immense release and relief and realized that I had just been holding in so much and I hadn't been in touch with myself in such a long time and it was just like a kind of an awakening and I thought right that's it this is gonna be my new thing and now three times a week I have a bath I light one candle I make it pitch black and I play all of his music and it is my safe space um, and my time for me. And it just brings me so much joy and serenity. And I really hope that by sharing it, you know, I might be able to encourage some others to have a little candle lit bath <laughs> and listen to this song. Yeah, such a nice idea as well. And how lovely to share with people, because I think that's true. There's something about discovering music yourself that's so special, but also on the recommendation of others, you feel like you're being let into their world of, of sound and of experience with music. And that can feel equally as special. And I, I think also you mentioned, you know, having time for yourself and being a mum, that that doesn't often happen. It never happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think also with your your career as well you know you're you're giving a lot to people I imagine mm. on a daily basis and so for you to have that time must be almost more important do you not think yeah I, it's definitely been something I uh am working on this year is trying to understand how I can set boundaries for myself I currently have none uh I can't leave a dm unanswered I can't not help someone so yeah and it's it's fine because I love that and it's my purpose and it, and that also brings me a lot of joy um but yeah you just very easily forget to be you know just to be with yourself and especially yeah like any mum who is working or any mum anyway you just you're always on um and to find that kind of like moment for yourself is so is so rare so yeah it, it's just special and it was it was so weird I mean I've had plenty of baths in my time but just changing these two things changing the lighting and changing the sound made transformed this experience and so I think that it's so powerful when we actually become aware of our senses and how we can use them to create change in our mind and bodies I totally agree with that such a yeah beautiful um let's have a listen to some of Ludovica Ionaudi's Berlin song you know what's so clever about this song I think is that it's whatever emotion you want it to be like it can be like it can support that happiness or that release all that sadness and that you know what I mean this like whatever mood you're in it's right for that 
definitely and there are there are certain cues in music that you can play in that will have that effect so really yeah so there's you know the kind of a g major will be an inherently quite a happy key if you were to hear music in g major you would feel you know automatically slightly uplifted but he moves through certain keys that work so well they almost sort of um smooth the lines between those keys and it's it that's why it feels like it just undulates between lots of different feelings and yeah it might feel melancholic in some ways but actually there's this sort of strength underneath it sort of bubbling along and I think he's I I also think he's sort of slightly underrated as a composer because we all know him I think in the last sort of 15 to 20 years for his piano music but he's a you know film composer he's composed the scores for television productions um He's you know TV miniseries like Dr. Shivago. Uh, that particular song was released in 2009 from the album Nightbook, but it was also used in This Is England, which of course is like an incredible TV series. And his music is used in uh, the the TV series Derek as well. So he's oh, I love that show exactly. And you can see why his music is so evocative to mm-hmm. moments in. Uh, in you know visual representation in film and, and TV and I think that's where music is so integral to to like soundtracks of movies I talk about yeah. it all the time but they are if you took that music away I think it's so much harder to interpret the emotion of something um, but so lovely to to hear that and of course you know that's one of your the only choice of yours today we're talking about which doesn't have lyrics and I wonder does that feel like it gives you you know that space to interpret it how you want oh my god absolutely I think you know some people I don't know if this is I remember someone saying this to me at school is that you're either someone that listens to the lyrics or someone that listens to the music and I was always someone that listened to the lyrics that was always kind of what spoke to me and so to have something which is you know is just sound just makes you feel something and gives you space to explore your thoughts and your mind it's just so meditative for me I, and it's such a release. It's such a, you know, you can feel yourself just like you just want to breathe and let go and sort of exhale through it. It's just, oh, it's fabulous. That's literally what I was doing when it was playing. I was like, oh, yeah, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> um, oh, we're on your last song choice. I can't believe it. That's gone so quickly. Um, a, a song that's always been with you. This is Oasis. Oh, my goodness. A classic um, I mean, the words like we we're talking about lyrics that that maybe are important to you. I'm free to be whatever I want, whatever I choose, and I'll sing the blues if I want. You know, it's yeah. the lyrics is so good in this. Tell me about when this song came into your life. Oh my cake! Okay. I am diehard Oasis fan. Oh okay? my goodness! <laughs> like I, everyone who knows me knows that I am besotted by Oasis. Like I have been since I was a kid. So I used to fall asleep to um the supersonic album when I was at school okay so weird who the hell falls asleep to that I just used to play it on my cd player and fall asleep to it a true fan yeah and it's because my oldest sister who was five years older than me used to have um don't look back in anger the lyrics on her mirror and I used to want to be like her like I was just like she's so cool so I kind of like tried to like it and then just did um plus I just think they're so cool. I just love them. Anyway, um, I could go on a whole rant about why they're so wonderful. But when I was, I think I must have been about eight or nine, I went to my cousin's wedding in Edinburgh and they lived in a very 
lovely house that had a snooker room <laughs> and um the bride and groom were in there and they played this song and I was really young and they were sort of my older cousins they must have been in their mid-20s and I just thought they were the coolest things like the coolest people ever like I looked up to them so much and they were all singing along to Oasis and I just thought this is the best moment of my life and it was to this song and it was such such a vivid memory and it, I used, I was convinced that my cousin was in <laughs> before this. I was convinced that he looked like he was in Oasis. He just looked really the same as Liam Gallagher. And so it was just all, anyway, that song then stuck with me and was a very, I always had just this vivid memory of being young and looking up to these kind of grown-ups um, singing these lyrics of I'll be whatever I want to be. And, you know, it just stuck with me. And I just, I do, I think you know, all my, my whole career is built around helping people be their most authentic selves. And what a song to spread that message. Definitely. Yeah, this is the song for for everything that you do. And the fact that you have that, I think it's true when you're younger as well, you have that slight sort of um, innocent approach as well to what you think of the people around you. Everyone's kind of covered in stardust. And, you know, there are, there are no wrinkles. And there are, you know, it's that kind of thing where, um, and it's a wonderful time in your life, I think, as well. And it's something that I wish I could, you know, and obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing, you, you kind of wish you could tell yourself just to take it all in that bit more, you know, be in that moment and it goes so quickly I think but so great to have that that music to accompany that moment in your life and to stay with you until now as well it really has anytime I hear an Oasis track I'm just like I'm in really they all I mean I've watched Supersonic the movie so many times I'm obsessed with all music documentaries even though I'm not a big, like, I'm not actually a massive, I don't consider myself a massive music person. Like, I don't know that much about music. I just, I like it. Like, I really like listening to music and I have no genre, everything. I just like what I like. Um, but music documentaries fascinate me. I love them. So if you've got any good ones, please let me know because I want to find some new ones. We should ask everyone, send in your favourite music. Please. For Roxy and for myself <laughs> as well, definitely. But they are, though. It's great to know the story behind these, you know, these groups and how they came to be and their inspirations as well. And you understand them more as people, I think. And then you understand their music, I guess. Definitely. Um, it makes you listen to it in such a different way. Yeah, exactly. Let's, uh, let's have a little listen to some of Oasis' Whatever. So good. Oh, I love it. I'm gonna I play it do. now. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah, you should <laughs> have a rock out to it as well. And I love I was reading about this particular song and the video as well. And um Noel Gallagher explains that basically he thinks that he looked terrible in this video because he was just really, really pissed basically for the entire record. <laughs> <laughs> very, very oasis to me like that's just them. very yeah exactly but this, this is definitely one that you listen out loud on speakers like most of your music oh my god yes absolutely oh I just love I always have music playing at home on my Alexa 
Um, but it's really annoying because I like at home, it's always like, I'm always like my general go-tos at the moment are in the evenings, Alexa play chill jazz because I like to set the scene. And then in the day, it's usually Alexa play Leon Bridges is what I like at the moment. Oh, but Leon Bridges. I Amazing. love him. But yeah. Wolf, my little boy who is 20 months now just wants, um, because his dad's Australian, he just wants the wiggles. So every time I go, Alexa, play Leon Bridges, Wolfie looks at me and goes, wiggle? And I'm like, oh, no. But also I can't say no to you. Oh, bless them. That's I love that. Wiggle? Question mark? Please? Uh, I know, wiggle? Yeah. so sweet. I love that. So, I mean, it's so good to listen to so many wonderful stories that you've got. And I'm I'm so grateful for you to, you know, share it for sharing them today. And I think, I've, well, this is the part where I get so nervous in this podcast because I, I try and gather together all the things we've talked about and listen to and create a suggestion for you to listen to now. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I have a love-hate relationship with this part because I'm like, I really hope that you like the music and then I hate having to sort of sit there and think, is that is that a good choice? Oh, God bless you. But yeah, so... I've um yeah I've chosen it's a piece called Little Piece of Nothing it was released in 2018 um by Dave Thomas Jr and I was really tempted to choose a Bon Iver song but I I feel like this guy has quite a similar vibe but he's a little bit different a little bit um he's just doing his own thing and very talented songwriter composer um and I wanted to include a male voice because all of your choices are male vocals um I wanted to choose some harmony like the Beatles where there's kind of that gentle harmony but also that soft guitar sound as well so that it was kind of similar to the piano um in terms of instrumentation so um the lyrics are also really beautiful I'll read you some of them before we have a little listen to some of it now uh, it says I'll release a little piece of my hoping away into the wild and free sometimes I wish that we hadn't gotten so deep adding transgressions is it wrong to love so much out of perception I can't think of you enough I just thought the words are really gorgeous and I know you're someone who um words are really important I imagine to you and to what you do so let's have a little listen to some (laughs) this is Little Piece of Nothing by Dave Thomas Jr. my god I literally just write that uh wrote that down on my notes straight away is that that's a positive I hope oh my god I love it fantastic that's I was so- like swaying <laughs> yeah oh my god it's gorgeous and do you know what um Wade who is a massive Bon Iver fan is going to love that there we go there we go music for all the family yes oh my yeah. god I love it thank you I love hearing a new like artist that I would like such a pleasure and I think you know he's someone who's been 
featured on lots of uh, lots of TV shows and programs. But actually, this is kind of from his his own album, and it's kind of his own his own vibe. I think you know with this music. So yeah, I'm I'm so glad that you've enjoyed it, and I'm just I'm so grateful for you for sharing all the music in your life today, Roxy. It's been such a joy. Thank you so so much. I'm genuinely so grateful. It was so nice to be on the other side of a podcast I haven't done this in ages um so thank you I get nervous when I have to like be interviewed and say something I'm like oh (laughs) bless you no it was really lovely and so such a nice concept I love the idea I love the questions I love the sort of you know the opportunity to look at your kind of this like defining songs I guess um or songs that really mean a lot to you and it does take you down a trip you know on a trip down memory lane that um is so different from your usual um ways of looking at your past or looking backwards it was definitely for me I never use music in this way so I thank you I've really really enjoyed it oh thank you so much it's been such a pleasure really really has thank you thank you I really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I'd love to hear about your favourite piece of music. So make sure you pop a comment on Apple reviews with your song choice and the story behind it. I'm going to be reading out some of your stories in an upcoming minisode. Also, we've now put our guest song choices in the show notes. So if you want to hear any of their songs again, you can find them there. Thanks so much, guys, and see you next time. 